Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Are you ready for 2023? Great. That, that was more than I was expecting. So um, I don't know whether you do this, but I found a great verse in the Bible. If you need a verse for the year, you find it in 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 13. It says, do not fear, but first make me a little cake. <laughs> That's good, eh? If you watch the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, you'll know just how important cake is, right? It's an important part of life. So um, this morning, it's very much like a game of football. It's a game of two halves this morning. Talk of two halves. The second half, I'm going to kick off our new series, which we've entitled Flourish. The first half, I'm going to share some things about children and youth ministry here. This for us is something we're calling DTI Sunday. So I'm really pleased that Roshni's been a part of the service. Um, Josh was part of the band. I'm just going to talk a little bit about that. Most of you will be familiar with a guy called Nelson Mandela, right? He, he wrote this. There is no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. I think that's wise. You, you might remember an account in the Gospels. Jesus sort of told his disciples off on one occasion for making it difficult for children to come to him. In this church, we want children and young people to flourish in every way, including as passionate followers of Jesus Christ. And so many of you will know that as a church, we're actively looking for the right person to join the pastoral team, working with Dave and Beth, focusing on kids' ministry. We would love you to keep on praying into that process with us. In the meantime, and in the interim, delighted to let you know this morning that Rachel James and Julia Hayward are going to be working alongside Dave and Beth for three days a week in this interim period. So please pray for them, encourage them. We're just delighted by what they're bringing to us in this season. In terms of our youth, we're, as a church, you hopefully know this because it's implicit in our name, we're part of a movement of churches called the Vineyard. In the Vineyard, we have a national youth movement. It is called DTI, Dreaming the Impossible. And I'm going to talk about two ways that we can serve the next generation and to invite you to be a part of that. The first is something called the DTI Road Trip. You might remember this from last February. It's running again this February. Four venues across the United Kingdom. One of them we are hosting here at Riverside Vineyard. Saturday the 11th of February, so what's that, four weeks' time, it is an evening where there's going to be worship, a great talk, prayer ministry, and a silent disco. It's going to be fantastic. What we need is people to do the car park. So I've already signed up to do car parking that night. Registration, some stewards, and to people to serve on the cafe. And so if you can serve that evening from about 5 o'clock through to about 9 o'clock, could you, could you email Dave at riversidevineyard.com. That is one of the ways we can serve the next generation. The second is the DTI Summer Festival. First thing, take a look at this video. I'm Susie and this is Zeke and together with an amazing team, we lead the Dreaming the Impossible youth movement. We're passionate about seeing young people meet Jesus, 
fearlessly follow him, believing that nothing is impossible with God. And last summer, we had an amazing time as we gathered thousands of us on the Stafford Showgrounds. It was so much fun. Not only was it so much fun, but we saw hundreds of young people commit to follow Jesus. We saw healings amongst young people and youth leaders. And we saw hundreds of testimonies. We read them of, of young people's lives being transformed. Yeah, one of my favorite stories was seeing young people just praying for their peers, praying for youth leaders. There's one youth leader who was there, had been in constant back pain for three and a half years, so bad, sometimes couldn't get out of bed or touch her toes. And her young people prayed for her and instantly she was healed. And that youth group were absolutely on fire because of what they saw God do. Incredible stuff. We, I had a young person recently come up to me and said, hey Zeke, I just want to tell you, I gave my life to Jesus for the first time at DTI. It's the best decision I've ever made. So we're planning and preparing for DTI 2023. <laughs> and hey, parents, carers, Youth leaders, book it out. Book out 2023. We know a bunch of you weren't able to make it in 2022, but do whatever you can to invite your friends, invite other youth groups to come and be with us in 2023. Yeah, and you might be listening to this today, inspired by the vision, wanting to be part of the DTI story, then DTI can only happen with hundreds, like literally hundreds of volunteers. We've got 25 different teams. There is a team for you. So find out on our website, come and join us and don't leave it. Book on today. Come on. Hey, this is a deal for new youth groups, new youth groups that have never been to DTI before. If you book on, the youth leaders come for free. So this is a sweet deal. So why don't you tell groups around you that have never been before, tell them about the deal. It will encourage them, give them an opportunity to join us in 2023. Yeah, we are expecting DTI to be the biggest one ever. We're so excited for all that God is going to do because we believe in the God of the impossible. Hey, here's some highlights. I came to DTI without peace, but now I feel a lot more peace and no more anxiety. I now know for 100% that God loves me no matter what. I need to go and pray and tell others about the love of God. After years of hanging on, I let go and gave it all to God. I've gone to church my whole life, but only properly connected with God yesterday when I went to the front and gave my life to Jesus. God loves and he forgives without conditions. That's what we call grace. Like nothing you can do to earn it or to deserve it. It is constant no matter what. And so when Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, in other words, he's saying, keep God on the throne. We are not saved by our good works. We're not saved by the things that we do. We are saved by the grace of Jesus, by the unconditional, unmerited love of Jesus. You are being offered an identity that's beyond your wildest dreams and it's given to us freely in Jesus. You are free and you are loved. God uses us in our weakness, in our brokenness, he uses us as we are. He is the starter, the pioneer, but he's also the perfecter of our faith. Either Jesus died and rose again, or he didn't. But if he did, then we have everything to live for. Because nothing is impossible with God. After DTI, I feel redeemed, free, and loved by God.
That is really good. So last year, I think there were about two and a half thousand young people at DTI. The target this year is for about five thousand. That takes an army of volunteers to make that happen. A dream team, a dream team. Last year, a number of people from this church were part of that dream team. I can see Alarine there.、Uh, Kim was there. Bethan and I went up for the last day to help set down the site.、Um, Andrew Windsor, who's also part of our church, served. A few weeks ago, I caught up with him and just recorded this short video with him. So many of you will know that within the vineyard in the UK and Ireland, there's an annual youth festival called DTI or Dreaming the Impossible. I'm here with Andrew. Andrew, you're a paramedic, right? Yeah. You signed up for the first aid team、yeah. at DTI this year. Yeah. What was that like? What, what did you experience there? Oh, it was mad. It was.、Uh, it was. It was a lot more than I expected. There was about three thousand children. Um, a lot of them seemed to get injured or ill for、okay. some reason or other. Yeah.、Um, so we had our work cut out, but it was really a blessing because、uh, I was able to、um, connect with the other medics, the other nurses,、yeah. doctors, and, and we kind of shared a lot that way. But also really privileged to serve the children and, and yeah, yeah. look after them when the, some of them were struggling with medical or mental health. So yeah, yeah. And then、uh, were there particular moments that were a blessing for you during those few days away? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I put myself forward and did it, and、um, I mean, actually, a seventeen-year-old came up and, and had a prophetic kind of、wow. word for me and prayed for me about something very specific in my family, which you know I didn't know him from any of them. Okay.、Um, so that was, you know, obviously God speaking. Yeah, yeah. Really, really powerful. So you had an encounter even while you were serving.、Them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Andrew, if if there are other people thinking, you know, what I could join the dream team. Yeah. Yeah, What would just, you say to them? Just got to go for it. I mean, I was I was nervous. I was anxious. I nearly pulled out for various reasons. Yeah. But just just did it, and you know,、um, didn't regret it. It was brilliant. Amazing, Andrew. Thank you so. I, I just want to say thank you so much for serving the young people of our Vineyard family. So thank、right. you. Thank you. Wonderful. So that was Andrew. He just had this amazing encounter with Jesus while he was serving. So. DTI this year is the 29th of July to the 3rd of August at the Stafford Showground. I simply want to ask: Could you join the Dream Team? There are 25 different teams. Here's just a few. There's an additional needs team. There's a cafe team, a connect team, a catering team, a kids team, a first aid team, a logistics team, a prayer team, set up, set down. There's a sports team. Your meals are provided. Your conference ticket is provided. You can either camp on site or you can find a B and B locally. That's what I'm going to do. It will cost you some annual leave if you work. It will cost you some sleep. In fact, it will cost you lots of sleep. You'll be really, really tired by the end. But you will have seen thousands of young people. Meet Jesus, and you will have seen them be empowered by His Holy Spirit, and you will have seen hundreds of young people give their yes to Jesus for the first time, and you'll have seen bodies healed and young lives come alive with purpose, calling, and destiny. So, there is a postcard on a seat near you. Join the Dream Team. Could you grab this? You might want to take it away with you. Have a think about it. Have a pray, 
But if you know already that the Lord is nudging you to be a part of this, take your phone out now. There's a QR code on the back which will take you through to the DETI site and you can apply right now. And so I'm going to choose to believe that if you take your phone out right now, that is what you're doing and you're not checking Facebook. Okay? Wonderful. That is the first half in true football fashion. Have a little stretch. Orange, no, we didn't do oranges today. Wonderful. Some of you will have heard of an author called Jack London. He was a US author about 100 or so years ago. He wrote books including Call of the Wild and White Fang. I remember reading those as a teenage boy. One of the things that he wrote was this. The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. To exist. Jesus put it this way in John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I believe that 2023 has incredible potential for every one of us. But I think so often we can settle for just getting by, for just surviving, just getting by. And I wonder whether you've thought what you would love 2023 to be like for you. What do you want this coming year to be like if you're a parent? Do you want to just have a just getting by kind of relationship with your kids? Or one that is deep and full of life? What about your marriage if you're married? What about your friendships? Do you have friendships that are deeply enriching to you? Or do you have some sort of just getting by kind of people you tolerate around you? What kind of relationships do you have? What about finances? Is that a part of our lives that is full of fear right now? Or is it full of Jesus? Or is it somewhere in between? One, what, what, what is faith going to look like for you this year? Maybe, maybe you're here with us today and you're exploring faith. You say, I'm not yet a follower of Jesus yet. I'm, I'm interested. I'm exploring in some way. You're incredibly welcome. Come on a journey of exploring that with us. Maybe faith hasn't been a big thing in your life up to now. Maybe you connect once in a while with church, once in a while with God, but it doesn't really feel like relationship with God is thriving in your life right now. Maybe for you, faith is alive and kicking but you know that with Jesus there is always more. I simply believe that Jesus wants us to flourish, that he wants us to live life to the full. And so you may be optimistic about these 12 months ahead of us. You may be dreading them. One of the things I felt the Lord speak to us for today is this. There is hope today for a better tomorrow. There is hope here today for a better tomorrow. Our lives, I believe, can change. We can flourish. So over these next few weeks, we're going to um, teach through a series which we've entitled Flourish. And we're going to look at five Fs. We're going to look at finance, fellowship, in other words, our connection with people around us, family, friendships, and faith. And we're going to be asking, how can we flourish in these areas of life. 
And it all flows from what Jesus says to us in John chapter 10 and verse 10, that he has come that we would have life and have life to the full. And so Jesus comes that we would have life to the full. But if you read that verse in John chapter 10, the first thing that Jesus does is remind us that life can be robbed. There is a thief. Life can be robbed away. There are things in, in this world and the culture around us that can steal life from us, that can kill our joy and can kill our peace. Busyness is one, is one of those things, isn't it? Busyness can rob the life out of us. Poor choices, listening to the wrong voices, living out our own agenda, doing life our own way, they can rob us of life. But ultimately, Jesus reminds us this, that there is a thief. Humanity has an enemy, Satan, the devil. He does not want any of us to experience the life of Jesus. He distracts, deflects, and disorientates us. And he does all of that to tempt us to sin, to step over God's boundaries for our lives. So it is good at the start of this year, I believe, to just remind ourselves there is an enemy. There is a thief. There are things that will steal life from us. But at the same time, all the life we need is found in Jesus. Everything we need. Everything that we need to flourish in life is found, is starts in God's presence. And it's not just a little bit of life. Notice Jesus didn't say, I've come that you would have half a life, bit of life. Full means full. I looked up that word full in the original language. It has this meaning of excessive, surpassing, beyond what is necessary. That that's, what, that's the sense that Jesus comes to. In other words, he says, I'm not just going to give you enough so that you can get by. I'm going to give you an excessive amount of life. Life beyond what is necessary. The best financial life becomes possible with Jesus. The best family life, the best friendship life, the best fellowship life of connecting with others, the best faith life, all of this and more is found in Jesus Christ. How is that possible? Well, Jesus goes on in John chapter 10, verse 11 reads this way. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's how it's possible. Jesus gave his life so that we can have his life. It is the greatest exchange. I, I love, I think it was, um, I was in Staines on the all-age Christmas service, and Dave did a great talk out there. And one of the things he reminded of us was that at Christmas, we all do gift exchanges, right? You, you'll give a gift to somebody, and normally, if, if you like them and they like you, they give you a gift back. There's an exchange. This is the ultimate exchange that Jesus came as the good shepherd to lay down his life so that we could have his life. It is the ultimate exchange. Jesus has done everything necessary. 
And so ultimately, taking hold of the life of Jesus is not by trying harder. It's not by trying to earn it some more. It's possible because of what he has done for us. It's all because of him. But I believe that there are things that we can do to receive his life, if you like, to open our lives to receiving the life of Jesus Christ. And so what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to share a few thoughts as we head into this year, some things that I hope sound wise, some things that are just be good to put into our lives that put us in a position to receive the life of Jesus Christ. And then we'll, we'll, we'll um, have our normal ministry time. So here's some thoughts that I, that I just want to share with us this morning. The first is from a guy called John Maxwell. Some of you will have come across him. He is an author and a pastor. He writes this, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. And I love that idea. So often the big things are found in the small. Again, that, that's the story of Christmas, isn't it? The big news of Christmas is found in a tiny baby. The big things are so often found in the small. And that is true of our lives. If we want to flourish, if we want to see our lives changed, it so often comes down to the small daily choices that we make. In fact, I'll throw this one for free. There is a great book called Atomic Habits written by James Clear. And what he talks is about stacking habits, little things that you do, but if you bundle them together, you're more likely to do them. So here's an example. You might say, you know what, I'm going to do a, a, a three-mile walk every day because I want to get my steps in. By February, you're going to be struggling. But if you stack that with you know what, I'm going to do that walk, but halfway around, I'm going to buy myself a really nice coffee at the coffee shop. You're more likely to carry on walking. Stacking little habits makes a really big difference. Small incremental daily changes add up. So as we ha head into this new year, what are some of those daily changes, those little things that we can be putting into our lives that will help us to take hold of Jesus' life and flourish? Well, at this point, I'm helped by a guy called Rich Villadas, who we've uh, mentioned a number of times over recent years. Rich is a pastor in New York. Um, he's written a bunch of books which are really helpful. But recently, he wrote this, and, and it just resonated with me. He actually wrote this out on New Year's Eve. He says this, Resolutions are good, but a rule of life is better. Resolutions are often about goals that require lots of willpower. Have you noticed that? Here's a stat for you. 97% of resolutions are broken by the end of January. Resolutions are often about goals that require lots of willpower. A rule of life is about submitting to spirit-empowered rhythms, practices, and relationships that reorder our hearts and form our wills. And I love that idea that resolutions are okay but they're so often hard to keep. But a rule of life is simply setting ourselves a bunch of choices about how we're going to live our lives. Setting ourselves, you know, if you like, a choice, like what is my daily pattern, my daily rhythm? What are the practices that I'm going to embrace that are going to help me receive the life of Jesus Christ? And so Rich then went on and, and, and just wrote about four questions 
that can help us think about rules of lives for ourselves. And so I'm going to share these from Rich. And as I share them, what I would love you to do is simply be in a prayerful moment where you're asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you. What are the things that the Lord is inviting you into at the start of this year? Practices, habits, patterns, routines that would help you to flourish, that will help you to put your life, if you like, in the way of the grace of Jesus Christ, that would help you to receive that regularly. So I'm going to share four things. The first question is this. What are the spiritual disciplines you need to anchor you in a life with God? What are the spiritual disciplines you need to anchor you in a life with God? In other words, things like engaging with the Bible, prayer, worship, silence, solitude, fasting, those kind of practices. You see, bottom line is we flourish when we abide in Christ, when we stay connected with Christ, when we are finding ourselves in his presence day after day after day. And so remember, a rule of life is a daily pattern. So think about it this way. What is going to be your pattern this year of devotions with Jesus Christ? Just give, give you a moment. What, what is that going to look like? Is it going to be setting your alarm a little bit earlier in the morning? Is it going to be having the Bible by your bed instead of your phone? Or you can have your phone as long as it's got the Bible app as the first one you open. What is that going to look like for you? What is the, how are you going to connect with worship this year? Are you going to download a bunch of music onto your phone? Or stream it? Worship music? Are you going to learn the guitar to help you to worship the Lord? What are you going to do in these areas? What is your rule of life? How are you going to connect relationally with Jesus this year? Second question. What are the practices of self-care you need to care for your body and nurture your soul. What are the practices of self-care you need to care for your body and nurture your soul? You see, we flourish as we look after ourselves. So things like rest is really important. In fact, I'll take that further. Sabbath rest, a day a week, a pattern in our week of a day when we're going to stop working is a really important pattern. So what is that going to look like for you? Are you going to put your work laptop away on a Sunday? Was that close to the mark for some? What is that pattern going to look like for you? What is it going to look like for you to rest regularly, to eat well, to exercise, to have moments and times of reflection during this year? What is that going to, what is those patterns of self-care going to look like for you? Third question. What core relationships do you need in this season of life to support you on your journey? What core relationships do you need in this season of life to support you on your journey? In other words, who are you going to connect with regularly? Who are you going to give permission to speak into your life? Who are you going to share life with in a deeper way that's beyond superficial, kind of like the weather's been a bit windy 
Who, who, you, who are you going to connect with? You see, bottom line is we flourish when we do life with others. And so I think a really smart thing to do is to have a rule of life where we have a regular pattern of relationships that are deeper than everyday relationships. And so don't wait until a crisis in life happens and you find yourself adrift. Put those connections in first. Build those connections as a rule of life. And the fourth question is this. What are the gifts, passions, and burdens within that God wants you to express for the blessing of others? What are the gifts, passions, and burdens within that God wants you to express for the blessing of others? In other words, what am I going to do with the things that God has given me? The gifts, the skills, the time, the resources, the energy, all of those kind of things, the heart, the things that I'm concerned about, what am I going to do with those things this year? I simply believe that we flourish as we give to and serve the world around us. It's our neighborhoods, our communities, our work colleagues, our church, those kind of things. We flourish as we give to and serve those around us. So I hope that just sets a bit of a foundation for these next five weeks together. I believe that Jesus came so that we would flourish, that we wouldn't just have to get by. It's not to say that life is going to be a bed of roses. Don't hear it that way. But I believe that Jesus has given us his life so that we can flourish in the good times, the bad times, and the ugly times that he has come to give us life to the full. <laughs>